did you know that they legalized marijuana in Oklahoma? I didn't until this man told me he was smoking. And then I was like, oh, it's really legal. I got a Man of America card. How hard was it to get that? Okay. This is how easy it is. Um, if you're in Oklahoma, you can basically just uh, go online to leafwell.com. And so this is like an, a website. You can use Apple Pay um, to like pay everything. Uh, a number from Ohio will call you, and she'll like go and fill all this information out. She'll email it to you. Uh, to you, you'll fill all this information out for like a hundred and fifty dollars. Two weeks later, you're gonna get your med card, and so, it's in so like in a, in what, a what's the website leafwell.com. So back when I needed a medical marijuana <laughs> card, it was mainly for reselling plants we would grow them and we'd resell them and in sacramento you had to go down to the dispensary they had a side that was for medical and a side for consumption so medical had just a bunch of people calling i'm anxious i got a rash my dick don't work unless i'm on weed and fuck there was a guy named mari that was like a a doctor montel or whatever mari montel and he was a, a black guy on TV that invested into a hundred smoke shops, got a hundred of the licenses to do the smoke shops in Sacramento. And so we had nothing but potheads. Best week of my life. That sounds oh, like yeah. this guy made a lot of money in a very short amount of so time. So did I. Absolutely. I just, I bought medical marijuana cards and then I bought them for all my family members and I flipped. This was the early hustle days for any business owner. Mm. You got to have a drive like this where the law is on your side. And you're so confident that you'll risk everything. Because I felt like every dime I made, I just put into medical marijuana cards, convinced everyone to do it. And if I had not gotten nearly 30 people to sign up for all their medical problems and then let me house them for 5% of the earnings, I wouldn't have grown a very large and successful pot business at the time with my brothers. I mean, it sounds like you know what you're doing. It was it was fine until then it became federally, you know, very badly looked upon and people started regulating it and regulations, regulations. But then, you know, crackheads get involved and break your door down and, you know, you smack them around a couple of times. No, this was bigger crackheads with, oh, uh, oh. you know, neo-Nazi tattoos and you get your ass beat. Oh, so this guy's nothing. Strong. Yeah. But yeah, so little crackheads in <laughs> Oklahoma, I'm happy to deal with. But there's always somebody bigger and badder than you. Always. If you don't know that, you are not a humble person. If you don't whoop anybody's ass. Yeah, I was that guy too. I would fight people for a dollar in high school. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it's yeah. a dollar. You exactly. Know? It's like, it's such more, there's a value in my life. There's nothing compared to the value of a dollar. Pay me a buck. I'll beat that guy up who talked bad about your sister. That was me. I was so dumb. You used to call me KO. I was so proud of it. I was so proud of the nickname KO. It was it was the best time to be the dumb kid. If there was a movie made with a bully, it would have been me. You know, with a, like a uh, that dumb high school um, jock kid who wanted to be the cool kid. Because I also was like a scene kid in the beginning of high school where it was like tight girl pants, and fucking drippy hair. I just wanted all the emotionally unavailable girls. Oh, I was definitely like the little you would have pushed over. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's so distressing to look back on that you have to laugh about it because you're like, oh shit, it shaped me in some way or another. If I wouldn't have sold drugs, I wouldn't have become a drug addict. I wouldn't have then, yeah, become sober and then had the drive to get my life back together from pre-addiction, pre-hustle days with the same drive and hustle that I had. The fun part in high school 
I always sold energy drinks. Do you, do you guys do anything like that out here where people uh, would like buy energy drinks? Yeah, just like monsters and shit. Yeah, and they'd sell them at, at school because they weren't allowed on campus. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like snacks and shit, too. Exactly. So we used to do that. My buddy Roger at the time, Roger, if you're watching, he would have bags and uh, like duffel bags full and then backpacks full. And then he had coolers he would bring on. They were banned. So he'd have to sneak them on like midday. Man, he made tons of money. So I started seeing that he was doing that. And I was like, I could do that, too. This will be easy. Sure as shit, not easy. I think I got caught like the third day but i made a hundred bucks a day and didn't care oh yeah that's money it was money back then for a 15 16 year old kid hell yeah i mean do you guys have nutter butters well that was a nutter butter oh oh my god nutter butter this guy man you don't know what a nutter butter is never let's look at a nutter butter little debbie by the way Oh, Little Debbie's? No, 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 no. I nut, nutty Buddy. Oh, uh, we uh, call them Nutter Butters no, here. No, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah, so like... <laughs> I thought you were saying it with a D, like Nutter Butter. Yeah, that's what we call them, like here. It's weird. Everybody calls them that. Yeah, so my, my mother-in-law, shout out Diane, is addicted to Nutty Buddies. Mm. Her and her husband eat these every single night. You know, I used to like, when I had stupid amount of money and I was like 400 pounds, I would eat like a box of those every two days. You'd have to be to fucking making a shit ton of money to be 400 pounds. I was making 70K a month and I was 300 pounds. I was like, it's fine. I eat Togo's, you know, for lunch every day. Custom ordered. Double turkey. Toasted with a number seven with two cups of Chipotle. Why not? Live your best life. And then I was just like, well, oh shit. I have uh, diverticulitis which is basically like popules in the side of your colon that bleed because you're eating so poorly. Don't do it. Don't think that it makes you feel good and then eat it. This is me eating somewhat healthy with a very shitty energy drink. Forewarning, that's going to be a problem because so this woman, so let's start over. Today was a day out of hell. It was just fast paced past two. So from 2 to 5.30 when we normally close, it was just bing, 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 bing. The problem was at 2, I had a 13 Pro Max back glass drop off that was powdered on the back. Basically like very, very crazily broken. And I was like, man, I really want to get this done for her. But then I got delayed hanging out, talking to somebody. My fault that I had taken time to talk to a pastor and and have a conversation for like an hour. And she said, well, I'll probably be back by five. She came back at like 3.30. I was like, oh, is it done yet? I'm like, oh shit, I'm sorry, I got delayed. Then it was the moment she walked out the door, seven people walked in. Not seven together. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven paying customers. Whoa, shoot, okay, by five, I'm like, hey, we're already at the end of the day here for the queue, it's gonna be tomorrow. Then it turned into, oh, no, I got to get done today. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll squeeze this in. I'll try and get you done here. Try and save a sale. But like, oh, I'll get this done, boom, boom. Overestimating my fucking capabilities entirely. Hadn't eaten, not thinking straight, just needed to get shit in. We hadn't had any money come in at the beginning of the day. So it was, it was one of those problems. She was the first customer. She left last. She picked up last. After 17 paying customers, I feel absolutely horrible. All my day's profits are going to buy. I'll probably have to buy her a phone. Absolutely. It's the only option to be like, you know what? Fuck. A, I made her wait. B, 
I overlooked an issue with her flash that she had where she didn't even have the lens to the flash when she checked it in. I didn't ask her about battery life. I didn't ask her about nothing. And I'm like, man, I just wanted, I looked at it like, oh, 140 bucks easy. And I was like, oh shit, done. It's a $5 part, great, boom. And I know I fucked that up because I'm like, once I was at the end, I noticed the magnets on the back of her phone were like shattered in a couple of places. So it was either run over or whatever. One of the pieces of the battery of the magnet was shattered into the battery. Mm. And so I was calling her and she's like, yeah, I've got calling. I'll go ahead and call the number. Turns out it's freaking uh, iMessage from one device to another. So text only. So I text her, no response. She comes at like 520, right when you're about to come. I'm like, oh shit, um, let me tell you everything that's wrong or I can just glue it now. She's like, just glue it. Okay, well, let's put a clamps on it. Not looking at the screen, I'm thinking the screen's just on, the phone's on. If her screen is cracked in any way, I wouldn't have put it under clamps. I would have just rubber banded it because I don't want to put stress on the screen. Putting stress on those screens tends to have the OLED break further. So I broke the OLED more. And the OLED, you want to see what an OLED costs on an iPhone 13 Pro Max? $335.95. My cost. Yikes. That's a wholesale cost. $140 repair at minimum. I know she'll probably pay for the battery. So I'll maybe make net $190 off of fixing this. So I'm going to lose $160 in my pocket and four hours of my time. To save that customer because she is a sweet girl. Absolutely. I'll tell you right now, nobody in their right mind with that much damage would take the hit on that screen. You're a brave man. No, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot for customer service because here's the, here's the difference. And and part of this podcast is business. So we'll talk about business. There's a, there's an aspect of like small business when you're starting out that you really want the customer to like you because if you don't then you're a stigma you're a you're a bad sticker that you're like fuck i just got to get that off i got to get it out of town it's it's got to go you know it's, it's just an ugly mark on the reputation of town especially small towns and i've opened a couple in small areas and every time that we've not done great on customer service tippity top of the scale if it's not at your fucking like meat lover protein uh number one pyramid dietary bullshit. It's not up there. You fail. So me being the new business here, only six, seven months open. If I do not kiss ass and spend money on my customers in times where like, that's a distressing moment. I calmed her down. She could have been more irate. Like, Hey, you broke my screen. What the fuck are you going to do about it? She could have been a meth head or one of the Karen, um, yeah, Karen or the baby mama of seven. That's like, I don't got time for this. Fix it. Now she's been, amazing so the mental health that she has saved me in this stressful day of just coming back when i asked her coming back when i asked her yes 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 sir no sir everything is worth 150 bucks and four hours of my time but anyone else what would you do if you spent 150 dollars of your money fixed the customer's phone and wasted four hours of time what would you do would you pay for the customer's phone to be fixed the way they should have had it when it left? Or would you make the customer pay because you overlooked their issue? What would you do if it was your shop? Um, If they were like really nice and respectful about it, I mean, I'd go out of my way to help them. But if they're going to be a Karen about it, 
Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, 10 years ago, the I used to do the thing, rob Peter to pay Paul when I started my business. And because I started out of my apartment. And so I had $300 to my name when I started my business. I was like, all right, I'm going to buy 150 in parts at any given time or I'll need a deposit. So for every two customers, my bank account was dry for two days waiting for parts. And if it was delayed, I would have to take a bigger deposit to cover person A's part. And then person B's part would have a certain financial amount that I would borrow from that to pay his deposit and get a little bit more to then pay person C's entire deposit. You know what I mean? To cover their parts. So if one person pays $100 mm-hmm. and the part is 150 then I need the other person to pay 150 for their $100 part to cover person C, person A's, you know, part. It, it just got confusing to where eventually somebody was, was delayed or a problem and it fucked the whole system up. So I was robbing Peter to pay Paul and I had people banging on the door doing stupid shit. Or if something like this came up, it was, no, this is not my problem. I'm not eating any costs because I don't have the capital to buy you what you need to make you happy. Customer service wasn't number one. Money was. So now that money is still always a, I'd like to make money off of this. Sure as shit. But I just accepting the loss, like right off the bat, not because I have the money or I make tens of thousands of dollars and all this and that. It's more that the stress from the argument will take more time off my life than $400 will. Risking it for the biscuit. No, that's my saying. Don't ever say that again. I'm sorry, Master Shifu. <laughs> I've been saying that for since I was like 13 years old. Risk it for the biscuit. It's so, true. It's true. No, it's it's not true. It is all pure statistics and random number generation. One spin to another does not matter. And I used to think that it was all filling up to return that RTP. That's that what return I thought to player. too. Yeah, it doesn't. It's every single spin is random. I must have got lucky. Yeah, because it's it's sometimes you get like three three hand pays within fifteen minutes. You'll be like, oh my god, that's great! I won fifteen grand, and then all of a sudden it'll be forty five minutes of not hitting the fucking cherry to get your one spin back. How is that possible? If it's got a return to player, it's just return to player. I'm not refilling it for the next guy. They're controlling the machines. No, it's it's a well, ra- each well. one's a random number generator. So the machine basically randomly generates a win or like if you spin a number and it randomly only wins on 666 and now it has to go through 999 times to hit 666. You get what I'm saying? It's crazy. Every time you spin and then it's completely another random number to hit the amount you're going to win, whether it's 1x to 1,000x. That's how you make money, casino. Oh, yeah. So... If you didn't know, this guy plays, makes more money at the casino than he does at working, which is I do where I was years ago. If you all remember my stories, but it's it's a uh, a hard thing to do. Absolutely, unless you know what you're doing. Well, in a way, I mean, you know, you know certain things. You don't play the yeah, machines that aren't going to pay that never pay. Well, no, you could play machines that would never pay ever, and it just depends on what your your mentality is because you probably think what that it's, it's gonna fill up no no there's just certain machines that i've played like every time and i've never seen anyone hit them like years like two years that's, that's all uh mostly like the indian type games like they only bet like max of the, of the game it's like 
three dollars, you know, two dollars, six dollars. So what'd you win eight hundred bucks on last night? On a, it was on a ten cent denomination betting, uh, twenty dollars, and I had twenty dollars when I walked in, and I started playing a dollar machine, and I think I won like a hundred bucks. So I stuck that hundred dollars into this ten cent denomination and just started max betting, and when I did, won some money. No, yeah, the, the idea of making money at gambling is crazy it's crazy it's bad shit crazy it's like our grandparents that played the lottery constantly and you looked at them like what the hell are they thinking they thought they knew eventually it's got to pay somebody else won a million dollars i'm going to win a million dollars and they bet on you winning so that they can message and email and send you all your rewards and get you back in it's the way the casino works do you get texts Oh, uh, no, no. Do you get calls? Oh, no, no, no. They don't have a host? Um, well, they, they asked for all that stuff, and I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want to be a part of any of yeah, that. Yeah, because I was told Lucky Star doesn't have a host. They don't, they don't have comp programs. They don't buy you lunch, dinner. They don't give you that's, free hotel rooms. That's not true. Yeah, so apparently <laughs> they only have so many hotels in their their sector or whatever. If you didn't know, it's like an hour drive to any casino. Uh yeah, give or take. Yeah, give or take in any direction. There's one in every direction. That's why it's called the lucky star. Because if you draw it in a map, it's in the shape of a star. Did you know that? It's true. Yeah. The fun thing, it's a fucking pentagram for the devil because they steal all your fucking money. That's true. Well, the Indians do. They're no, Indian. That's rep- reparations. If anything, you can call it a tax deduction, which funny, losing money at the casino is a taxable donation. Yeah, because they just give it back to the community in the yeah, end. In the end. It doesn't really matter. The, uh, I still am on the fact that I broke that lady's screen. I just uh... <clears throat> So what did you do at work today? I uh, did some voiceovers for some commercials. Um, so what? give me some ideas of the voiceovers you do. So, like, we'll have a business come to us. Uh, let's say it's Northwest Crane, you know, a crane business. Let's say they're looking to hire somebody and they want an ad to hire somebody. Like, you know, get some applications in so people can apply. It seems like that's kind of the big thing everywhere right now. So, like, I did one for the Classic Bull and I said Northwest Crane LLC is a Oklahoma-based company that has self-modular propelled trailers. You know, I, I went into describe the company and everything it was about when I said they're looking for qualified individuals. They're learning that want to learn and help uh, grow a bunch of other stuff and then made it into kind of like a soft, soothing voice that goes along with some background music. And then I put it out on the air. Actually, I think I actually have one on my phone. I do. I actually have a one for Northwest Oklahoma trailer camper and rentals. Okay. So your brother created this ad or no, I created this ad. You created this ad for my brother and his company. And um, it kind of just describes his business and um, kind of what it's about. So they give, yeah, his business. They gave me ideas about what they want and send the ad, certain things um, to cover certain. Maybe it's a business about, you know, promoting campers, you know. So do you use any AI powered stuff to create the ads or is this all on you? This is all on me. So I have uh, Audition, Open Up Audition, uh, Chord. Then go find a music file, um, pull that from it, paste it in there, um, turn the music down a little bit, uh, mix it down, 
and then save that and then put it into kind of our radio traffic. If you all don't know, ChatGPT is one of the most powerful AI engines ever created, and it's free to use. If you don't know what ChatGPT is, let me introduce you. In the last five seconds, I just asked it to create me a radio spot ad for trailer and camper rentals for Northwest Oklahoma. And in not even fucking 0.05 seconds, it said, background music, upbeat and exciting. Narrator, are you ready for the next outdoor adventure? Look no further than Northwest Oklahoma trailer and camper rentals. Sound effects, nature's birds chirping. Narrator, whether you're planning a family camping trip or a weekend getaway with friends or hitting the open road for an unforgettable journey, Northwest Oklahoma trailer and camper rentals has got you covered. Sound effects, tires screeching. With our wide range of trailer campers, you'll find a perfect fit for your needs. From spacious RVs with amenities and cozy camper trailers, we have options of every kind for adventure seekers. Sound effects, laughter, campfire crackling. Picture the roasting marshmallows in the campfire, the laughter of loved ones, and serenity of nature. That's the magic experience you'll rent with Northwest Oklahoma Trailer and Camper Rentals. Sound effects, extended voices, uh, excited voices. And here's the best part. Our rentals are affordable and hassle-free. No need to worry about storage, maintenance, or costly purchases. Simply rent, explore, and create a lifelong memory. Coins dropping. Plus, our friendly and knowledgeable staff is here to assist you in every way. They'll ensure that you have the perfect trailer camper for your adventure and provide expert tips and recommendations. Phone ringing. Don't wait. Call Northwest Oklahoma Trailer and Camper Rentals today and insert your phone number. Reserve your dreams. Getaway. Hurry. Availability is limited. Sound effects. Dialing phone. Busy tone. Narrator. Northwest Oklahoma Trailer and Camper Rentals. Where outdoor adventure begins. Background music fades out. Disclaimer, rental availability subject to change. Terms and conditions apply. Contact Northwest Oklahoma Trailer and Camper Rentals for more information. Go ahead and play. Wow. When you're planning your next adventure, look no further than Northwest Oklahoma Trailer and Camp Rentals to help you make your journey complete. Northwest Oklahoma Trailer Camp Rentals is locally owned and operated and has a variety of trailers, campers, and even a car hauler available. They can even pick up and deliver them. Call Clint Wagner at 580-273-6222 or visit Northwest Oklahoma Trailer and Camp Rentals Facebook page. Don't let the average Joe ruin your trip and call Northwest Oklahoma Trailer and Camp Rentals today. Wow. Now, doesn't this free software, right? That whole first part right there was like a little bit of the same now. We were obviously not paying attention to the words we were dancing and whatnot, but that was that was kind of close. So I just told it to plan me a trip to Oklahoma with dining and amenities included for, I'm guessing, three days. And we're going to see what it says. They will plan and do. It's a complete, it's a fucking AI. You know what we need to do? We need these people's help, of course, subscribers and likes and everything. We need to have one of these, right? Plan like a, a three-day adventure somewhere. And whatever it says, we go fucking do. You know how That'd fucking be, cool that, that would, would be. would be amazing if I didn't have kids. Oh, Damn. Call 1-800-YOUR-WIFE-TODAY. <laughs> Say, hey, I'll give you 
$200 to let me do whatever I want for three days. Not whatever you want, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I get what you're about to we say. We can't get away. So it says to arrive in Oklahoma City. Morning, start your trip to Oklahoma City, visiting National Cowboy and Western oh, Heritage. Good place. Uh, lunch, head to bustling Bricktown District. Delicious meal at the Jones Assembly, a trendy eatery. Afternoon, uh, uh, Oklahoma City National Memorial Museum, dedicated cool. victims of survivor of 95 bombing. Reflect the importance of unity and resilience. Enjoy relaxing dinners at Cattleman oh. Steakhouse with Cattleman Good. Oh my gosh, that's the best steak you're going to get in Oklahoma. Really, Cattleman's? Yeah. Uh, morning, depart to Tulsa, a vibrant city with thriving art scene. Breakfast, start your day at Bramble Breakfast Bar, known for its creative twists and classic breakfast dishes and delightful cocktails. After breakfast, Philbrook Museum of Art, household and a beautiful Italian Renaissance villa. Explore an extensive collection of art from around the world. Lunch, grab a brought. Bite at Mother Road Market, a food hall with diverse culinary options. Afternoon, discover beauty of natural, of nature at the gathering place. I've been to the gathering place. It's fucking amazing. I've never been. Dude, it's the coolest shit for kids and, and nerds in general. It's fucking amazing. The <laughs> the stunning Riverside Park offering wa- walking trails, playgrounds, and gardens. Some dinner, uh, savor an exquisite dinner at uh, Prime Downtown Steakhouse, which is amazing. Uh, amazing. That sounds amazing. Dude, it says prime. I it, mean, no, come on now. No, it's prime. P R H Y M E. Well, not like, like rhyme, but prime. Yeah. yeah. Adventure and relaxation in Broken Bow for day three. Journey to Broken Bow, a scenic town nestled in Quanita, uh, National Forest. Breakfast. Then you got to spend morning, breakfast, be um, Ben State Park, lunch. Watch it all. Yeah, whatever. Dinner. Uh, all kinds of places in Quanchatina, Norman and Cultural, Day 4, Day 5, Departure. Note that everything is blah, 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 Oklahoma, COVID-19 restrictions. But it planned me a five-day adventure in 30 seconds. So anytime my wife's like, hey, where do you want to go for dinner? Choose Find me, me di- somewhere in Woodward, Oklahoma to eat. Well, oh, well, I didn't mean it, but heck, let's see what happens. But AI language model, I do not have real-time access to current restaurant information specific. Woodward, I can suggest a few popular dining establishments in Woodward you may consider. The Whistle Shop Bistro. Not here in Woodward, Oklahoma. Jake's Rib. Nope. Let's go on? Uh, never here. El Mariachi's a Mexican restaurant. The uh, Main Street Grill is here. Uh, it is? Yep. Or is- on Main Street. The Metro is number one. Mahogany Prime Steakhouse. We went there. That's really good, but it is bougie. It's like Ruth Chris bougie in Oklahoma City. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, they got two locations. They are ridiculous in Oklahoma City. And then the, apparently that one's in uh, Tulsa. You got Oklahoma Paseo Grill, Mickey Mantle Steakhouse in Oklahoma City, Polo Grill in Tulsa, Ranchers Club in Stillwater. What? That's close. Chiefers Cafe. These are a few examples. But so like we use this, my whole point of not just food, but we use this strictly for like social media posts. So if I go over here, I needed a announcement that we were going to be closed half a Saturday. So I was like, hey, I'm going to have a birthday party with my kid. Let my customers know. Boom. Emojis, hashtags, and everything. If you're not using fucking chat GPT. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Because now you're going to go and you're going to sign up for an account. You want to know why? Because when you go to work the next day. I need to send my boss an email of I'm sick. 
Holy shit, chat GPT has me. I'm texting my mother-in-law to talk to my wife because my son has her phone. He's three. And so now I've told my mother's phone, my mother-in-law's phone, smooch, smooch. So if she ever goes back and looks like, what you talking to my mom? You telling her, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? She's going to be tapping her fingers, doing that ghetto shit that she likes to do because she's South Sac. Yeah, my wife is a bit ghetto. Chat GPT, write me an apology okay. letter. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm telling you. Write a apology letter to my wife for being mean about work today. Focus on this man's fucking face when he's watching this right before his eyes. It's just... <laughs> so... My tongue was out. Yeah, I know, right? Your uh, your name, your address, state, zip, your wife's name. It, it gives you these options to insert here. Dear blank. I hope this letter finds you well. I'm writing express my sincerest apology for behavior today regarding work. I deeply regret the way I acted. I was hurtful things I said. I am truly sorry for being mean and talking out of my, taking my frustrations out on you. I understand that my actions were unfair and unjustified. It was never my intention to cause you any pain or distress. I recognize that you have always been there for me, providing love, support, and understanding. I let you down today. Work-related stress should never be an excuse for treating you poorly. You deserve nothing but kindness, respect, and compassion from me. I failed to uphold these standards today, and for that, I am truly sorry. Please know that I am committed to improving myself and managing my stress in healthier ways. I will make conscious efforts to communicate my concerns and frustrations without taking them out on you. You are my rock, my partner, and most important person in my life. I will never want to hurt you. I hope you can find it in my in your heart to forgive me and my behavior as I will do everything in my power to make it up to you and ensure this kind of behavior never happens again. You deserve my love and support, especially during the challenging times. Thank you for understanding, for being patient with me. I love you more than words can express, and I am committed to making our relationship stronger every day with my love and, rem and remorse blank. Insert. Yes. Dude, you see how fucking intense that is and like spot on? Uh, so I was telling him a story. I got mad at my wife today. Let's bring in the drama. I got mad at my wife for absolutely nothing. I was complete asshat because I was stressed out about all the customers coming in. And she was like, what can I do to help? I was like, can you fucking do the work? I don't think so. And I just spoke at a turn and I regretted it immediately. I'll put that on the internet. I don't care. I, I spoke disrespectfully and pitifully to my wife. And it's, it's not the first time. I've got an anxiety problem. But like, it, it's more like snap quick, subtle, undertoned drama. It's not like, what the fuck can you do? It's more like, well, what the fuck can you do about it? You know, it's very subtle undertone, but it's just like, I immediately, like I, it came off my tongue and I regretted it. And it's like, even because the problem with having somebody at work like that is more, you're more comfortable than like an employee. Right. And so it's like, well, what, in what world? Does working with your spouse in a stressful situation ever work out? Probably doesn't. I, I don't think it does ever. Like working together, there's got to be separate stations or like responsibilities. You never, she wants to help and console the stressful times that I'm in, of course. But like imagine your girlfriend being there to support you is more like, hey, I got you something or like made a decision so that you don't have to think about it. That's the best thing they can do for you. Work and, and play, it's so hard there. You ever like yell at your mom? Dude, me and my mom have gone to blows. Oh my gosh. I used to yell at my mom for the stupidest shit. And my dad would yell at me like, hey, don't treat your mother like that. Now looking back at that, I'm just like, 
dude, I was a fucking dick to my mom, and I feel so fucking bad. No, no, she's still alive. And she just got, like, a kidney transplant and everything. Like, life's going good for her. So I was like, I felt like a dick. And, like, if that kidney transplant went bad, like, I was going to feel, like, so fucking bad for every time I fucking yelled at her. So the reason I married my wife, well, not the main reason, but one of the main reasons is she's the only person that can make me remorseful. Interesting. Yeah. I could say anything to you and not give a shit. I have no emotional connection or care for your well-being. Yeah. It's nothing intentional. It's just I'm broken. So, like, I can feel bad about things, but I'll never feel true remorse the way I would hurting her feelings. I had to care for it, right? So there was, like, uh, an outcome. Like, I wanted more. So then that also portrayed to her daughter, who's now my daughter, and it was like, I want to care for these people and I never want to feel remorse for anything that they are going through or like sadness. And so I was like, no, I want to take care of them, make sure everything's happy, et cetera. And it's a weird feeling that if you never felt it, it, it it's crazy. But that decision, it made me think when I was like, all right, I'm gonna get married. I thought about my mother. And I was like, I wonder, my mother has three kids with three different men. Mom, I'm not taking it out on you. I'm just stating a fact real quick. You'll understand why. So what was it that made her sit down with the third man, technically the second man she had a kid with and go back to after the third man she sat down with, had a kid with and go, no, that's the man I want. Well, I've heard the story. I've heard what she said, but I think he came back and went, you know what? I've seen without you and I see what it is, but I know that I think about you and have that remorse that if you're not around, I feel like. I feel some type of way. I want to take care of you, so on and so forth. He stayed around. So it always made me feel like, okay, well, I'm, I'm, A, I'm going to be a great stepdad. I'll be the dad. People are never going to be. And B, I know how to treat uh, a woman. Sure, I come up short. There's always stressful times. I suffer from PTSD and high anxiety and, and all kinds of little shit in the background that I deal with way too well with a woman like that on my side. I don't understand why she's with me. But the fact that it even happened in such a like small area today was just like, damn, that was out of nowhere. So that's why it was a, a joke. She'll see this and be like, oh, you were going to apologize to me, huh? Because she can see my chat GPT yesterday because we use the same account. <laughs> so tomorrow she's going to be like, um, what's this? Why didn't I get a handwritten letter? Or she'll be like, thank God you didn't post that uh, or grab that letter and post it to Facebook. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I can't relate to a whole lot of that, but except for like the part where you're like said coming up short, you know, but other than you were talking about your mom, right? So that's where I was getting to me and my mother didn't talk. My son was born. He was two months, three months old. We removed my mother from talking to us at all. We said, no, you are toxic. My mother can, my mother can be a part a, a bit of a narcissist. It's very unfortunate. We've come to understand that in short bursts, my mother is a fantastic person, but when she is involved in every aspect of your life, she tends to want to improve and make, make adjustments to you through words and actions. And cause she knows better. She, she's been there. She's done it all. I understand she's had a, a great life and a, a hard life and she's made through a lot. I understand this is not a slight against my mother. She'll watch this. I love my mother, 
doesn't stop me from loving my mother. She is the reason I'm here. I've learned so much. But after 32 years of dealing with my mother, I know that me and her bond much more 20% of the time than we do 100% of the time. There's much more continuity. There's much more depth to our conversations than if she texts me 10 times a day. So I blocked her phone number, blocked her on social medias and said, no, when I'm ready, I'll contact you. It, it was a big drama filled, like didn't care who lived or died, said a bunch of nasty stuff. And then we just stopped talking. A year later, I had my dad come to work for me. We all bonded, did our thing, had another blow up. He left work. She did her thing. I had to get blocked again. And then now we're all friends again. So, but it doesn't change the fact that I love my mother. Just saying, you, you're going to regret things in life and hate people for certain times. But never, never hold it for long. You know, let them say sorry, do their thing. Unless they, you know, threaten you or your, your physical uh, life then just burn their shit to the ground. But as long as you're happy, you know, even though Oklahoma sucks, I've never been happier. I mean, if, if you have a good relationship with your mom, just call her and tell her you love her. (laughs) Call my mom. (laughs) No, no, no. For the viewers, for the viewers. Oh, so you know what you can do with fucking chat GPT? Fucking birthday cards. Oh, writing birthday cards and like, thank you notes and in mass, and then there's software you can plug into your scheduler and make it text people. From there, you can use this chat GPT to email people the same daily quotes or like half the fucking influence influencers, you know, that say motivational shit are <clears throat> chat GPT based. All those Instagram quotes and fucking life quotes where it's like a man isn't a man for this or like uh, love who you love, blah, 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 pride. All that stuff is fucking chat GPT created. Okay, how safe is that? Like, How safe is it to use chat BT or chat GPT? Holy shitballs. I always think of it generated product um, technology. Technology, yeah. Interesting. It's probably not. I don't know what GPT stands for. You're, you're probably right. Yeah. But so it's it's weird because using this... They used to, when it was just very raw, people used it to do stock market manipulation and make money. So they had to roll it back to not make money on, but people still found keywords to ask it what trending topics or what's trending with this, what's trending with that. Like how are certain things affected or what's this going to affect the market tomorrow? So there's ways to make money with it. You just have to really dive into chat GPT. You can make, you can copyright, you can make all your scripts and have it if you put in all the, the requirements from a customer and their business name, it'll autofill it immediately. So like with our love fam, it autofills the name, everything we just copy and paste to Facebook. So it does all of our social announcements, all of that. It's not like it's the content is made by the AI. It's inputting what we want with fancier uh, terms and, and ideas, but it will make an entire fucking HR uh, job useless. Like, oh, what's the law for this? Boom. There you go. Technology is, is just too much right now. Why is that? I'm making my brain, well, what I have left of my brain hurt. So, but this is something you do on a job, right? Where you have to write a script. So fucking get chat GPT. And next time you go to work, 
fucking ask chat GPT to write you a script to any of your, your sales radio ads and tell them to give you 10 different scripts so you can give it to your customer. It'll give you 10. I wonder if, I wonder what chat would sound like if it could talk. There is that. There's ways to audio this too. So here's number one, script one, sound effects, phone ringing, boom. You just insert that because you can look that up on your soundboard. It's weird shit. Dude, it's crazy. The audio that you hear in some of those have to be fake. So like right here, look, here's the text, right? It wants you to do Nate. It only takes one voice at the right He's black. At some point in life, we have all wanted to take photos like a prof- When you're looking to train your employees. The Amazon rainforest. Is Let's go for you know I I, I could do a better voiceover than these these oh, really? idiots really oh yeah generating audio this is a script that I took fifteen seconds to make sound effects background chatter voiceover Psst. we have a secret to share love family repairs is the name you need to know for exceptional phone repairs voiceover excitedly dial fifty nine billion eight hundred and two million one hundred and sixty eight thousand six hundred and ninety four and discover our worry free guarantee ensuring your phone receives the best care in town voiceover from crack screens to faulty buttons our skilled technicians have the know-how to fix it all voiceover reassuringly say goodbye to phone worries and hello to a hassle-free experience so if I love family repairs has got you covered <coughs> voiceover trust the experts so if I remove... Oh, did you hear about the kidnapping at our school? No way. Yeah. It's crazy. It's okay, though. He he woke up. You're a dick. What? He woke up? The kidnapping? I got it. I got it. <laughs> we have a secret to share. Love Family Repairs is the name you need to know for exceptional phone repairs. Dial and discover our worry-free guarantee, ensuring your phone receives the best care in town. From crack screens to faulty buttons, our skilled technicians have the know-how to fix it all. Say goodbye to phone worries and hello to a hassle-free experience. Love Family Repairs has got you covered. Rust the experts. Trust Love Family Repairs. So if we change... <laughs> Rust. <laughs> I know, right? So if we do a plus 25 pitch, what does it sound like? Trust the experts. Trust oh. Love Family Repairs. Nerd. Trust the experts. Trust love family repairs. There you go. It's a little robot-y, but you can fix the pitch and then you'll be good. Trust the experts. Trust love family re re repairs. So you Trust the experts. Trust love family repairs. There you go. But so like you get that, you can just throw it in, record it, and sell this. Legally. You can do voiceovers, comedy, you can do whatever. You could make somebody's fucking voicemail for their ex-boyfriend that's like, this small dick, wind it up, you done, you know? Rotisserie chicken. Yeah, do you want, do you want to uh, make a voicemail for your future ex-boyfriend that you can put onto his phone to let everybody know who calls him? He's a cheater. Nobody will ever, like, just that right there, you could sell as a service to all the fucking TikTok girls that are like, hey, you know, I'll record you a special greeting, whatever. It won't be your voice. Nobody will know it's you. Stupid shit like that nobody's thinking about. Like that niche uh, crazy stuff that we used to do when we were kids. We would pay $5 for a fart button on our phones just to prank people. And then there was a guy who was making special prank calls to people. He would call us like, hello, this is Simmons Pizzeria. I got a pizza in your card. I'm a fart dollars. You know, just stupid shit like that. I used to do that too. Like did, just like on my phone, you know. But people did that on TikTok and made a killing off of it. 
And nowadays, nobody's doing it. I don't know why. They need to do it. We should spe- using this shit. That's crazy. They'd make a fucking killing. That's all I'm saying. I don't got time because I have three other businesses. I got to work on a fucking table tonight, uh, which I also have to email about wood being bad. But that's on the Christopher Loves Life channel. If you have, you should subscribe. It is a, it's a fun thing. I don't always yell at my kids and my wife, but when I do, I drink Dos Equis because Bud Light would make me yell at a higher pitch. You know what I'm going to do right now? What? I'm going to subscribe to his YouTube channel just like you should if you already not have. You know? I don't even know. I'm just, I don't ever ask people to subscribe. <clears throat> I don't ever. I post it and I'm like, hey, watch the video. I have 898 subscribers. Yeah, it's true. You have 898. Because I'm on your account right now. I haven't been paying attention. It was like 450 the other day. So uh-huh. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I guess we fucking, whoops. Yeah, that one video has 1K views. Yeah, some of them have like two or three or five, you know, 1.6, 1.4. There was one that was like, these are my shorts where I just bitch about stuff. I think I bitched about you on one of them. Wait, what? Three. Wait, really? Yeah, because you were just the awkward kid who came by. And I was like, oh, yeah, and like this awkward kid came by and he was just like, he reminded me of like a young meatloaf and he's just like really lonely and just like, <laughs> wants to talk a little bit but doesn't know what to say. Man, I want to see this. Damn, unfortunately, it's probably way, way, way back. Yeah, when you first came in, you were really weird. Dude, there's like little fucking gnat fruit flies in here. I don't know where they're coming from. Do you have them at home? Mm, No, I have mice. What? Mice. Yeah, like every now and then I have like one mice, two mice a month. Jesus Christ. But I live out in the country, so. (sighs) Whoa. It's just one of those days where nothing, you don't want to talk about nothing because there's so much shit that went on. Talking about breakfast. Someone told me that was like the most important meal of the day. Yeah, do you know that's a fucking lie? <clears throat> breakfast makes you fat yeah. and ugly. So apparently they created breakfast when they created cereals back in the 40s. Wait, you're telling me they didn't have that's, meals before lunch and dinner? It was just lunch and dinner. Do you ever call it supper? Uh, brunch. Like, no, like your your last meal, your dinner, supper. No. no, you never heard of that? Never. So this is Brad Smith Ministries on YouTube. He has 14,500 <clears throat> subscribers. Wow. And he is local. I'm, and, wow. Support local businesses like Christopher Loves LLC. Ephesians chapter 6, have it stand up on your feet. We're going to continue in our series, though. It's going to stay in the same flow. Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 1 through 4 today on this Father's Day. Paul writes, here's what he said. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for that is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. I want to read it one more time, short passage. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it might be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. Father, thank you on this Father's Day. You're our Father. And Lord, we thank you for your protection towards us. In second choice, God, so he, he records a bragged lot on us as a of his ministry stuff, right? Mm-hmm. 
He hates it with a passion. He speaks with such a southern got- accent when he is ministering. Not not to make fun of him or anything, but he definitely speaks more with From where sun- is his yeah, you would you would call that taking pride in your job, I guess. Oh no, he takes big pride. He also, as he told me today, we're gonna I'm gonna get him on the podcast and do I do some interviews uh, with local business owners, people, his uh, ministries. His, uh, so he goes all over. Yeah, which is crazy because he's based out of Woodward, Oklahoma, which is insane to think about that he's based out of such a small town. But this man is either the best. Fool's gold, like looks like gold, smells like gold, tests gold. Like he just looks like the 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 most genuine, straightforward guy. And I, I just don't know. Like, of course, there's uh you meet somebody as you get older, you'll understand you meet somebody and you either make a decision about him right now, like yes or no, right? That's how you kind of like I like you, I don't like you. I mean, I have that that's your, right now. That's, yeah, that's your yeah. intuition, right? As you get older, you get more of a a sliding scale, especially when you get in business or like transactions with people, you can't always just make a judgment call. So you got to get to know them, have a couple of conversations, invite them for drinks, do whatever. And with Brad, it's hard because you don't really know him the first time you talk to him because then you see something like that and you're like, you don't speak with a Southern accent too much. You speak very like plain American. And then it becomes, Okay, well, you'd learn more about it, your life and his life. And then it seems like, all right, well, is, is what you're talking about more what I'm going through or are you just relating to everything I'm going through? And it just seems like he's so he's overly genuine. There is nothing wrong with this man. He's too good. I'm not in business with him. I'm just doing a repair for him. I got to he spilled coffee on something, you know, but there is just some of those moments where you're like. Oh man, this person is too good for what he's doing. Yeah, I was like, gonna, I was gonna say, <clears throat> when I walked in and I saw him, I was like, "Holy shit, is that like Dana White in your office?" You know? Oh yeah, like I'm that big bad, right? No, I, I am very small time, and it always looks big time. You know what I mean? I don't make millions of dollars a year. Sure, during crypto, we were making a lot of money fucking around, but I am a genuine person that don't take no shit. That's it. I'm very blunt. I got my problems. I got my my goals and aspirations, but I like to have fun. I was playing Fortnite yesterday for the first time. Fuck forever. yeah, dude! Zero build sucks. Oh yes, I do. I hate it. I love regular builds. I'm just I was totally fine with, but they dropped the quality of the visuals on your builds to make you want to play without builds. Uh. I was so like six times I got. Eight kills in one game, six kills in another game, five kills. And then I got, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm just going to get my fucking umbrella. All I want is my umbrella on this one game. I just, every uh, new release or whatever, I used to go and get my umbrella, play a couple of games, be done with the season. This one's like Dinos, Jurassic Park, and Transformers or some shit. Okay. I haven't been on it for the new season. Yeah. So now you got Optimus Prime as a character and whatnot. And uh, it's super funny because the first game I get in, Optimus Prime snipes me from out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, roll out. <laughs> then next thing you know, Spider-Man jumps out of a tree. Dude, gauntlets and all, turns invisible. Bitch, j- just where's my money? Dead. Instantly, uh, okay. Hey, it's your, you know, your Uncle f- Ben here. Friendly hood Spider-Man. Dead. Just don't forget me. With great power comes fucking cheaters. Whoops. 
Next thing I knew after that, it was like end of the round, some uh, superhero flying, what was Captain Marvel's in the fucking thing. Skybase. Not not with the sniper rifle. No, and it couldn't be good enough. He threw a magic boomerang. And I was at like 30 health at the end of the storm. Hit me. I build. I got stuck behind a wall. Died of the storm. Just like any, any scroll in purple smoke, I'm just going to say. So, innuendos aside, the uh, the idea that they, they have grown that game billions of dollars, but it's unsuspecting. The same way repair stores are, like, this type of business always looks flashy, big money maker. There's days you make, like, 100 bucks. There's days you make $2,000. There's days you make $5,000. It's It is what you put into it. So... That's where I'm at. But my point with Brad was he's, he's too genuine. And I, I feel like he'd be a nice person to get to know, be friends with, have like a genuine conversation with. So I'm going to try and get him on the podcast. But uh, no, that guy's growing on YouTube like crazy. But he's he I, most pastors I've met, most religious people out here, they want to preach to you. Brad doesn't do that. He's more like, here's what I got going on. Here's what the life is the days here's the, here's my everything you know my schedule but when you need something like okay and i'm gonna drop a little bit of information um hopefully this makes it to the podcast or whatever but uh so i may be going to jail on wednesday Yes, yes, I said jail. So for those of you who don't know, I got a ticket for speeding when I wasn't speeding, even with Tesla data in February. So my car will tell me what the mileage was, how fast I was going, here's the footage, all of it. I have all that evidence. And the DA still won't drop the charge of a $100 ticket for speeding. They said 48 and a 35 was going 27 and a 35 at the time they pulled me over. And that was because I was slowing down to make a left turn on 6th Street, looking for a liquor store so I could get drunk on a podcast and interview somebody. Turns out I got a ticket, went home, got drunk anyway. Um, But so I go to court, back and forth, back and forth. Took them three months to give me the dash cam footage, which was so edited and horrible. They cut it to where they were just about to pull me over instead of like the 30 seconds before when they radared me. Doesn't exist. Then... Uh, I was out of town last week, California, like I was told you, flying yeah. back and forth. I do that often. And I told them I would be out of town. I'd call them if I needed to reschedule my court date, which was the 20th. I forgot. But I did call them ahead of time the day of the 20th. They didn't answer. Then I uh, called them the 23rd. And I was like, hey, haven't gotten a call back from my voicemail on the 20th. Did you guys reschedule the court date? No, you have a bench warrant or a, a warrant for your arrest, not a bench warrant. You have a warrant with a bond. Bond is $200. You need to go to the courthouse or the jailhouse now and uh, turn yourself in, which is today. They told me the morning I need to turn myself in and then Wednesday I'll be arraigned. If I turn myself in on Tuesday, I can be arraigned Wednesday. But I was like, so what's the point? Well, we only do arraignments on Tuesdays unless they turn themselves in post Tuesdays. Then we'll do one special on Wednesdays. But you have to spend 24 hours in there. Like, what the fuck? Nobody told me you can get a bondsman or any information, just that I'm going to jail for up to 48 hours. So I reached out. Brad's the only one I know that knows any lawyers or people out here. I was like, hey, 
I don't know where to go from this. Do I just grab a lawyer and sue them? Uh, because I'm already thinking about suing them over the bullshit. And we'll get into later how suing people will change your fucking life. It'll make you look at the justices differently. So I talked to him. He's like, I'll get a hold of the sheriff. Fuck. So, okay. Uh, yeah, you do that. That That's some poll. That's a, that's big dick energy right there. So he's like, yeah, I texted him. He's going to text me back after his municipal meeting. Sends me a screenshot. No problem, Brad. I'll get that information to you right after this year meeting. Talk to you soon, buddy. Okay. Well, shit. He got me the information. Says there's no 48-hour hold. Tell him to go get a bondsman. Boom, you'll be out in an hour. So I still have to go to jail for an hour over a fucking $100 speeding ticket that I'm now fighting to the death because I'm spending $200 for missing court anyway. That's a lot. And any time between now and then, they can come kick my door in and take me to jail. $200 isn't a lot of money. Is that a lot of money to you? Fuck no. We chilling. (laughs) You're the only 20-year-old nowadays that would say that shit. Why don't you live on your own, though? Um, So when my grandmother passed away, and right after I graduated uh, in high school of May of 2021, um, she passed away on, like, July 6th. And so I asked my mom and my dad and my aunt, uncle, all of his uh, his kids, like, should I stay with him for, like, for a couple weeks, you know, make sure he's going to be, like, okay. They're like, yeah. Well, it kind of turned into a thing, like, where I'm staying with him. Me and his relationship was, like, we do everything together. And, like, we still do everything together when I get home off of work. So we're, like, we're fucking, like, best friends, you could say. This reminds me of uh, my grandfather, Dennis, <clears throat> before he passed. We I was dealing with drugs and, and problems and stuff, but he was still like, I would go over to his house, watch Days of Our Lives, Duke, uh, Butch Dan, you know, Sundance and Cassidy, all kinds of fun stuff and just hang out and not worry about anything, but we would hang out, work on his cars, work on his stuff. Now, they, they hate us gambling. I mean, they cannot stand us when we go gambling. Um, but hey, I mean, he likes to live his life, you know. He, let him live it. Let, you know, he's. He's actually in the hospital right now. You know, we talked about that earlier. That was kind of interesting. Well, we, we wish him the best, man. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> I know, you know. I, um, I mentioned before, I'll say it on this uh, podcast, man. I was the shittiest of kids at 11 years old. My cousin had taught me how to steal. Bubba. And uh, so stealing money, we would go and buy like chips, uh, drinks, Nothing crazy, but we were like, we need money. I don't want to ask my parents. And the cool thing to do was like steal 20 bucks from anyone. Well, I stole like 40 bucks from my grandfather while he was sick in a hotel room waiting to get medication for his diabetes to go. He was dealing with a divorce with my grandmother at the time. Dennis is my step-grandfather. Grandpa Roy was grandpa. And I stole $20 from his, his wallet. I think it was $40 from his wallet. The night before he died, and I blamed myself. I was like 11 till like 14 as like, oh shit, I took his money for his diabetic medicine. He probably couldn't get his medicine, died in the hotel room, boom, whatever it was. What was he thinking? Did he know that I stole from him? It was one of those things he didn't want to get mad at me or like my parents and he just accepted his fate and died. I blame myself as a kid. Imagine pretty heavy to lay on the podcast, but the idea is. Stupid people do stupid shit. Things change. But uh, 
I don't know why I even shared that. But yeah, grandparents are great. You know, old farts. You know, that's what I call them. Like, hey, what's up, old fart? And be like, oh, nothing much. You know? says, it is what it is. But dude, that, that's crazy. You ask him what he <laughs> did with his life and uh, see if he wants to be on oh. the internet. Oh, he's a, he hates the internet. He, he cannot stand it. He has an iPhone that he, do, he doesn't even know how to text. That's how old he is. That's why I set up Siri. Hey, Siri, turn off podcast lights. There's nothing playing. Dumb bitch. One time he told me, he goes, someone stole his car, you know, and he was like 20 years old. So him and his friends went out and they had shotguns. They were waiting for this guy to come back because they found his car, you know, hidden up at, between some trees, uh, like south of town, he said. He's like six or seven miles south of town. He goes in that. They stole my car, so we're going to go there and shoot him, kill him. The guy did not return. He said if they did, him and his friends were going to kill him. My grandpa is the nicest, like, man ever. He goes to church every Sunday now, very religious. Um, and he told me that. I was like, so you're going to kill someone? He was like, yeah, they stole my car. And I just looked at him. I was like, the way he is now, that's just crazy. That's nuts. That is. It's like you meet a very old, sweet person, and they tell you they're going to kill someone at some point. You're just like, wait, what? You know, it kind of makes you toss your head. Jordan Peterson stated it's better to know the man who's had the beast and tamed it than the man who's never met the beast and could be succumbed by it you know what i mean interesting so like if you're inner beast if you know you can be a savage be a fucking savage now and you know how to maintain it like me i could throw hands at any moment i know i could defend my kids i could defend my wife but I don't. I'm not that asshole 24-7. But I've done it. I've been there. I've been the guy who broke knuckles. I've been the guy who broke faces. It's not my passion. You know what I mean? But in, in a more serious it's biz topic, it's business as usual. Handling it during business hours. But the point being, it's better to have tamed that side of yourself for your own benefit, for your own advancement as a human man than it is to be this very soft and gentle. You got a gnat on That you. motherfucker. You got it? Now, I don't know where the fuck it's at, but I'm about to lose my shit. I know. It's it's on your shoulder. Where? Is that it? No, that's a lint. But so what I was saying is there's something about taming that side of yourself and then progressing your life versus being very soft and supple for the rest of your life. Would you rather have a callus that you knew that you've had on the hand because you've swung the same hammer for 20 years, knowing that you can swing that hammer, but you lay it down to pick up your kids, put them to bed, give them a, a, a pat on the back, soft when it needs to be, hard when it needs to be, get shit done, versus the guy who never had to pick up the hammer, shit falls apart now he needs to, doesn't know how, breaks his arm fucking wife leaves him, you know, all the bad shit. Let me try and restate that. Do you want, what's the term? I want, I want this to be good. So I don't want to fuck it up. Jung's idea that you find so compelling was essentially that one has to understand their potential for horrific behavior, that it almost exists in all of us, that it's a facet of, like we of have to understand the human the ability experience. to be cruel. Well, look, I know partly why you're things. so popular. So yeah, that's what Joe Rogan said. So I know I have the capability to do a cruel fucking things. And mm-hmm. I don't with zero remorse. 
None. Like I, I could kill a cat. I could run people over. And it's sick. It's sad. I don't view death the same way. Like if you die tomorrow, shit, that sucks. Podcast, all that, you know, great, great ideas and whatnot. We're going to miss. See, See but if, if it's not my circle, if it's not my kids, my wife, even my parents, man, if they died tomorrow, sorry guys, it's just not something like, you know, I would miss them at times, like especially my dad, when you know, me and him have bonded over the years so much, but it's one of those things where like my life and my mentality is so focused on very few things that matter to a degree to me. And I've, I've just, my mental state has gotten to that point where like, I don't waste very much energy on things that aren't. Because I know if I waste too much energy, I become overattached or overstimulated by certain things. If I grow to like somebody, there's a potential for harm there. So it's a coping mechanism of sorts. Eric, the previous co-host here, I wasted a lot of energy on him. Thought he was right-hand man, keys to the kingdom. Here you go. Full control ability. And he fucking robbed me because he got into some socio-political bullshit about whether you can tuck a dick back. I don't care. It's not my fight. Do what you want to do, but don't fucking rob somebody over it. You know? It's weird. Fucking monster. No. He did not know his monster. No. You just ever look at someone in in high school especially, and you're just like, nah, if you came back, back to me, like, I would fuck you and kill you. Or fuck you. picked fuck on you. a lot? Oh, fuck yeah. I was, like, fat, like, very, very fat when I was in middle school, and I was like... Look at these kids now. I'm like, oh, they ain't shit compared to me. I, was, I can fuck them up. Yeah. See, because even God, because I, I think when we first met, you were making more fun of yourself. It's definitely a coping mechanism. I'm Like I said, my brother named himself Fat Kyle. I was husky. Yeah. Chris. I made fun of myself all the time when I didn't like what I, what I look like. It's not a, like women are, don't really care. You see my wife, she's a twig. It's not really a big deal. Women are going to like you or not like you. I, I don't know why she sleeps with me. I, this probably isn't appropriate for YouTube, but being crushed by 300 pounds is not a pleasurable thing. But I crush it. I get it. I mean, yeah. shit. I mean, I was once told I was ugly by a woman. My remark was, shit, I don't wear fucking makeup. I mean, come on now. Okay, that was fair. That's a poorly. Well. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I understand. <laughs> I know brains are working so fucking like, late, but I mean, do they know what makeup is made of? It is made of shit, oh literal God, yes, shit. I understand, but it sells. It sells. Shit sells. Yeah. No, you should. If you understood the amount of money, do you know what? How much they sell? Oh, probably like billions a day. Holy fuck! Forty nine point two billion is generated in cosmetic sales each year. Oh. So that is two hundred forty-four to a billion a week. So one hundred twenty-five million per day. That is fifty million. What is that now? Five million an hour. Damn. Damn, an hour. Hundred thousand a minute. We're in the fucking wrong business. <laughs> Always, of course, dude. You saw Jeffrey Star, the 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 gay guy that uh, looks like a woman. You ever seen? Him? Okay. He and another gay guy named uh, Shane Dawson, 
Not that they're gay like this matters at all. But so the only reason they're in makeup is because they wear makeup, right? They're, they were invested in it. So I don't mean to be discriminating to the idea. They were invested into this, this branding of makeup. So he made Jeffree Star Cosmetics. I support it. I bought it for my wife. Good for him. It was cool colors and fancy. He named it cool, trendy things. Spent hundreds of dollars on it for my wife. But it made her look like an alien. The name was alien and like fucking bloodsucker, blood palette, uh, boom, 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 all kinds of vampire twisted monster, monstrosity type things. And then Shane, his friend came out with something that was like conspiracy, ooh, government agenda, FBI rating, boom, 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 boom. And they all bought it. Fucking one palette, 12 colors, a bunch of cow shit that's mixed into it. All naturally sourced. Wyoming, blah, blah, blah. Just all these kept doing this shit. And I just remember it. He made tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars in that one week in sales. They shouldn't have named it cow shit. Yeah. Should have. Or colorful shit, you know. Yeah. Follow the rainbow. Taste the rainbow. No, I used to say that when I was a catcher in baseball. Every time you played baseball, up, oh yeah, I was a catcher. Why, really? Seven years. That's a lot of that's knees. I know. Gotta be busted. What the fuck? You got strong legs for a big guy. I know. But, it's because of squatting constantly like this. Like, yeah, all the fucking sure. time. Ready to get it, boy. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> that's that's crazy. I know. I mean, yeah. and I, I gotta, never suspected you as a catcher. Uh, Maybe a pitcher. Definitely not. I mean, I can like, I can like get it out there, but like, I'm not going to throw it 90 miles an hour in one specific direction. Well, it was a gay joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> Catcher, a pitcher. Okay. I just on, got yeah, that. I was really getting your big knees, big, strong legs, always on your knees, just like this. I was really getting back into baseball. Like you had me. No. I, I do not watch sports. Like I said, I was just like, I, I pictured you more as a pitcher, a little bit burly. You got soft, soft features though. You know, you do well in jail. <laughs> Don't drop the soap. I know I'm going to be there on Wednesday. Anybody I said should say hi to sneak something in. Know anybody in jail? I don't know. Hey, but if you do find someone with Tourette's, make sure they're your friend when you leave. Cause I want to know how that experience was meeting someone with Tourette's. God, I've met people with Tourette's, but it's never a, not like a severe case. No, never I a want severe a severe case. case. It's always like a very simple, like I got a tick or like, walk, walk, walk. This, you know, the click thing. I've met somebody who had the, like they would snap and click. And it was like, it was almost like their brain was being reset. So I always made a joke of like, you having a seizure yet? Like it's really coming. It's like a fucking clicking countdown. So it, they'd get really fast or then it would slow down. I was like, oh, bomb's not coming. So they go. And, and like, there was like, it was clicking. Right. And then also. Like they would walk like it's walking away. Like the bomb is going real fast, like it's going to blow. And then it's fucking turning back time. And it's like, okay, the bomb's not going to blow. We've disarmed it, everyone. And she would get so pissed. She was in like eighth grade. Just like, teacher, oh my gosh. And that was an asshole. I understand. But you cannot come to school after 9-11 and expect anyone not to call you the walking time bomb. <laughs> That's terrible. It was horrible. <laughs> 
It was horrible. I look back and I know I was, like I said, I'm glad that I know the monster so I don't have to be the monster. Did I tell you about the kid that had Tourette's in college I was with? No. So there's a kid and his name was Cy. C-Y. So I guess he had a problem where he would like, he wouldn't say anything, but he'd like jab his head for it all the time. So this happened for three or four weeks. Okay, we caught on to it. So he was kept on Twitch's head for three or four weeks. Everyone's starting to catch on around it. So I had a group of four people. We started calling him Twitch. And so everybody started calling him Twitch in the cafeteria, everywhere. He could not figure out who was calling him Twitch. He found out it was us. He was like, y'all call me Twitch as he like head bobbed. I can I completely lost control, started bursting out laughing. I was like, what, what, what? Like, it was like an instant, you know, me fucking around. It just came out. I was like, sorry. And then I was like, what a pop, pop, you know, acting retarded. I shut the door. He was fucking trying to get in. I mean, he's like 130 pounds, so it's easy to get him out the door. But we called him Twitch. We fucked with him so much. I felt like a complete asshole for messing with a kid that had Tourette's. So there was a woman on TikTok that showed her husband. She had her husband do this neck exercise. And uh, he kept complaining. <laughs> I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Like, oh, get it, get it. Get it, get it, get it. It yeah. hurts now, doesn't it? Hurts, it hurts doesn't. now. Oh, my gosh. That was awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Because it was so fucking funny. But basically, like, this wife says, hey, can you do this exercise with me? So the husband starts doing the neck exercise like this. And then she's like, yeah, faster, now slower. Now faster, now slower. He's like, oh, it really hurts. Like, in 15 seconds, he's like, yeah, fuck that. I ain't ever doing that shit again. She's like, now you know how I feel. Like, the funniest shit about giving your husband uh, a birthday present, I'll say. And it was, I was dying laughing. My wife sent me that. And I was like, well, luckily you're more fit than he is. <laughs> and she died laughing. It was so funny. Uh, All right, everybody, we're going to leave it there. We appreciate you. Like, follow, subscribe, share it with your friends. Let them know we're going to have more of these coming out. Some are going to be more hangout. Some will be more informational. Some life lessons. Some information for you to absorb in your daily lives. And yeah. Sometimes we're going to lose some money. Sometimes we'll have some wins. But join in on it. Get ready for the ride. We'll see you during business hours.